Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am in the Copper Hilt Lodge once again talking to... Taskmaster Marple, and there's another adventure to do. It's called The Third Fang. A sharp hiss erupts out of the darkness ahead, freezing you in mid-step. You draw yourself into defensive stance, just as a sinister silhouette moves into view at the edge of your light. Start it. Marple tells you that a man who wishes to remain anonymous has contacted the lodge about which recovering a certain dagger believes a lie in an ancient tomb somewhere deep in the old north wood. Not a short trek, to be certain, he says, sighing, but not unheard of. The lodge, as you well know, is seeking to re-establish its presence all throughout the worms. To that end, little consideration is afforded to trivialities like distance. Marple tells you the task at hand involves finding and returning with the dagger. You learn the taskmaster has a map detailing the location of the tomb in question. Well, of course. I mean, I'm an adventurer, not a cartographer. <laughs> I can't be expected to, you know, find out where where the dungeons are. I just wait until the map's the locations turn up and either given them or buy them. Of course, now we come to the collateral, he says. Marple will remind you that due to several incidents in the recent past involving the abandonment of several important missions by former members of the Lodge, Hogsbottom has instituted a collateral policy to ensure that adventurers undertaking tasks see them through to completion. You learn that the collateral for each task assigned by Marple, usually gold, is set by the lodge master and must be paid before any assignment is made official. Upon the successful, successful completion of the task, the collateral is returned and any retired payments required payments are made. 
I quite realise that you're not likely to abandon a mission, he says, his manner begrudgingly respectful, but you all must follow the rules. To do otherwise would invite chaos. I do hope you understand. The collateral required to accept this task is 500 gold. Oh no! That's one-sixth of one percent of my entire gold collection. That's massive! No, it isn't. I'll pay that. I'll pay that. No, get it back. Get it back probably within an hour. Well, an hour for us. Probably a considerably longer than that for Zoop. Marple smiles, and then you hand in your collateral. The transaction signifies your acceptance of the task. That's out of the way, he says, securing what you've just given him. Well, you best not tarry. The sooner you're done with this business, the better. Good luck to you, Zoop. Before you depart, Marple shows you you the map that details the location of the tomb in the old north wood. You commit the information to memory and listen intently as the taskmaster describes for you the dagger you're to retrieve from the crypt. Marple tells you that the dagger which resembles a curved fang, bears an engraving on, on engraving of woes upon on its hilt. Two glittering sapphires, he says, are set into the weapon's pommel. Which I knew more about it all, he says. But there you have it. I I I know now you know now where to find the cave. I mean too. And you know as much as I do about the crown. That is the dagger. I wish you safe travels. Okay. Slightly curious about the taskmaster's momentary lapse. You bid him farewell and prepare to set off on your mission. Hmm. I guess someone else is doing an adventure to find a crown in a cave or something like that. Or maybe he's just sent so many people on so many different adventures that they're all starting to blur together. Slightly curious about the Taskmaster's momentary lasp, you bid him farewell and prepare to set off on your mission. Here's a note. To find the tomb shown on Marsburg map, visit the Old North Wood, Northwest Tosa, and select a crumbling tomb. From a list of previously discovered locations. Yep. Aren't you supposed to be in the old north woods seeking out that dagger? Yes, with just a hint of derision on the end of voice. Well, they didn't tell you that the old old north wood is nowhere nearby. I suggest you find yourself a map of the kingdom and get going. Politely take your leave. Okay. Leaving the lodge, travel, eastern Telsa, northwest Telsa, old Northwood, visit the old Northwood, explore old Northwood, previously discovered locations, a crumbling tomb. Here we go. You're standing amidst several crumbling, toppled monuments that mark the entrance to an ancient Dardavari tomb. This is the precise location marked on the map, which Marple showed to you. And now, getting there was a lot easier for us than it was for Zoop. Because Zoop has had to walk 
hundreds of miles. And I went, okay, you might have better get a wagon for some of it, but a lot of it would have been foot. Would have been on feet. Oh, also, he might have just used Stormgate. Yes, he, pro he probably used Stormgate, his horse. But still, even that, that isn't riding a horse isn't tiring for your legs. I presume it takes quite a lot, lot of energy for your arms, because, you know, steering and... I, I don't know, I've never... I don't know, I'm not an equestrian. Next to the largest of the time wavered ravage markers, a broad set of steps descend into the dark opening in the earth. Only scattered fragments remain of the formidable set of stone doors that once sealed off the entrance to the crypt. Climb down into the tomb. With your dependable light source flaring brightly, you cautiously descend into the tomb. You're standing at the base of the broad stairs that climb up and out of this ancient tomb. Thin strands of light from the forest filter down from the steps to the musty gloom. Okay, there's only one. There's a little alcove to the west. Going to try that out. A curious engraving adorns the centre of the floor in this wide alcove. The detailed carving depicts an oakum hand reaching towards a fang-shaped dagger. To the right of the engraving, a small impression in setting hut in the shape of a seven-pointed star, is set into the floor. Okay. Then I've got to get some something that's seven-pointed star-shaped. A medallion, a wing, an amulet, just a rock, a tiny dagger. <laughs> Who knows? Something shaped like that. Okay, back, where, back at the start of the tomb. So there's passage... Passage to the north and south. I'm going to go north. A grand stone sarcophagus rests on the circular pedestal in the centre of this small chamber. An engraving on the lid of the burial vessel depicts a hand clutching a robe. Oh dear, we've got a sarcophagus. That means there's a skeleton inside it. And tomb walls indicate... That skeleton, at some point, is probably going to come out and try to kill me. You know, just because, you know, I, I robbed his tomb and probably did other desecrations as well. Alright, now. The southern alcove. Grandstone sarcophagus rests on the circ circular pedestal in the centre of this small chamber. The engraving on the lid of the burial vessel depicts a hand... Clutching a dagger. Okay, let's see. A large engraving of a dagger dominates the centre of this section of the passage. A short verse has been carved onto the blade of the engraved dagger. Dark to vanquish the light. Okay, so. Now I'm in a sort of circle bit. With a little alcove. Sticking on the eastern side. Okay, I've got to the got to the middle of the west side of the circle, and something is turned up. A sharp hiss erupts out of the darkness ahead, freezing you in mid-step. You draw yourself into a defensive stance, 
just as a sinister silhouette looms into view at the edge of your light. An armoured skeleton, its stark white bones covered in the combination of rusted plate and scale, staggers towards you. The dull clank of its ancient armour echoing eerily along the corridor. No shadow surrounds the undead fiend. The skeleton, its fleshless fingers gripping the haft of a decaying sword, draws to within ten feet of you and suddenly stops. While you sense that an attack is in, is not imminent, you're certain, certain the gruesome guardian is not about to let you proceed any further. Okay, I'm going to retreat to the south immediately. I'm not going to deal with this guardian. Okay, there's... I mean, I'm going south side of the circle in the middle. Oh, maybe something's turned up. Without warning, a soft, steady hiss shatters the eerie silence. Within seconds, you find yourself gagging and struggling to breathe as a dense cloud of noxious vapours descends to fill the chamber. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from body... Got to get 75 or more, or I'll inhale something I shouldn't. 103, success. You manage to stave off the more dire effects of the deadly gas as you struggle through the toxic crowd. At last, the toxic cloud dissipates, leave behind only thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the corridor. Thankful to have survived the deadly snare, you continue along the corridor, your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Okay, making... Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm now on the east side of the, the, big, the big circle in the middle of the tomb. A short stone lever protrudes from the western wall in this section of the corridor. The curious device can be moved into three positions horizontally. The lever left rests in its middle position. Okay, so it's on the western wall. So right goes north and left goes south. I'll pull the left lever. You pull the left stone lever all the way to the left. Suddenly, somewhere to the south and east, you hear what sounds like. Metal sliding across metal. Okay. Now there's there's an alcove that's there's northeast and southeast passages. I'm going down the southeast passage because that's where I heard something. Okay, now in the southeast corner. You're standing at the end of the passage before a large stone door. The towering portal. Its dark grey surface, covered with engraved Ardavari symbols, is closed. A round iron wing fixed to the white side of the slab appears to be the latch by which the door could be pulled open. Open the stone door. The moment your hand closes around the latch, the stone door swings slowly open, revealing the small chamber it had been concealing. Step into the small chamber. You're, stand you're standing in a small chamber at the end of the passage, and an eight stone pedestal, atop of which rests a shallow basin, stands, stands in the centre of the womb. 
A likeness of the sun has been engraved on the lip of the basin. Clear water fills the shallow basin. A particular clear water, a particular item here. If you see, I haven't got any items yet, so now I will leave. You instinctively draw yourself into combat with his stance as a sharp, clattering sound erupts from the darkness ahead. A lone skeleton, its chain and leather armour hanging in tatters for its fleshless torto, staggers into your pool of light, hissing softly as it raises its rusted sword. It's a skeletal, crypt guard. Well, well, it's two moves. Something... Well, something has there has to be monsters. It's the tomb wolves. The skeleton slashes at you with its rusted blade. And one slain. Do I get anything? I get nine XP. You step back from the heap of shattered bone at your feet and quickly scour the darkness, looming at the edge of your light for any further sign of the walking dead. Convinced that you're presently alone in the passage, you make a quick search through the skeleton's remains, before once again setting off along the passage. You discover... I've got some loot. Take that. Continue. Okay, what about the northeastern passage? Alright, the towering... You're standing at the edge of the passage before a large stone door. The towering portal, its dark grey surface covered with Ardavari symbols, is closed. A wound iron wing affixed to the white side of the slab appears to be a latch by which the door could be pulled open. Open the stone door! The institute, your hand closes around the latch. A soft hiss from somewhere above reaches your ears. Within moments, you find yourself gasp, gagging and struggling to breathe as a dense cloud of noxious vapours descends to fill the passage. Oh, I should have brought that lever in position first. I would have probably stopped this. Pick a number. Bonus of 20. Got to get 75 or more. Or I'm going to choke. 22. Failure. The toxic cloud exists and a terrible toll on you. 23 damage. Which is now healed. At last, the noxious cloud dissipates, leaving behind only thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the corridor. Having recovered from the ordeal, you enjoy a few deep breaths as you return your attention to the stone door. Alright, I open it again. Nope. And I got I got gassed again. Hmm. Nope. Nope, nope, I cannot. Nope, I cannot do these. Managed to stave off the more dire effects. I opened a door. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to open the door until the lever's pointing in the right direction. It's another skeletal crypt guard. I'm just going to quick combat that. Got 9 XP, you step back from the shattered pile of bonage at your feet and quickly scour the darkness looming at the edge of your light for any further sign of the walking dead. Convinced that you're presently alone in this 
in the passage. Make a quick search through the skeletons remaining before once again setting off along the passage. Three gold and terrible loot. Okay, let's see. Without warning, a soft, steady hiss shatters the eerie silence. Within seconds, you find yourself gagging and struggling to breathe as a dense cloud of noxious vapours descends to fill the corridor. Pick a number. Bonus of 20. Success is 75 or more. If I don't, I fail to hold my breath. And I breathe it all in. 89. Success. You manage to stave off the more dire effects of the deadly glass. Gas, that is not glass. As you struggle through the toxic cloud. At last, the noxious cloud dissipates. Leave behind only thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the wall, along the corridor. Thankful to have survived the deadly snare, you continue along the corridor. Your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Okay, I've been everywhere else. Light. A large engraving of a dagger dominates the centre of this section of the passage. A short verse has been carved along the blade of the engraved dagger. Light to banish dark. It's another skeletal. So you instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as a sharp, clattering sound emerges from the darkness ahead. A lone skeleton, its chain and level armour dangling in tatters from its fleshless torso, Staggers into your pool of light, hissing softly as it raises a rusted sword. It's a skeletal crypt guard. The skeleton slashes at you with his rusted blade. Hmm. Now, as an archaeologist, I'm very glad that none of the dead that I dig up come to life and try to kill me. Because that, that would ruin the stratigraphy. It would. How would, I, how, would I, how would I know which, which grave goods are put next to what if the skeletons get up and move around? It'd ruin it. And I'd probably, probably kill me too. But they'd ruin the stratigraphy. You step back from the heap of shattered bone at your feet and quickly scour the darkness ahead at the edge of your light for any further sign of the walking dead. If instead you're presently alone in the passage, you make a quick search through the skeleton's remains before once again setting off along the passage. Alright, terrible. Moderate loot, 11 gold. Alright, I'm going to heal myself first. Now it's time to do that skeleton that we put off. Alright. Right in the middle of the dungeon, a sharp hiss erupts out of the darkness ahead, freezing you in mid-step. You draw yourself into a defensive stance, just as the sinister silhouette looms into view at the edge of your light. An armoured skeleton, its stark white bones covered in a combination of rusted plate and scale, staggers towards you. The dull clank of its ancient armour, echoing eerily along the corridor, Nor of shadow surrounds the undead fiend, the skeleton, its fleshless fingers gripping the haft of the decaying sword, 
draws to within 10 feet of you and suddenly stops. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, while you're not attacking me, could you tell me about when you, when and where you came from? No, no. No, no, it's not, not answering my questions. No. These skeletons... They never sat. They never ask my, answer my questions of historical interest. Yep, yep, yep. Now, curious. Now, would you would you describe your burial? No, no, I'm curious. No. Yeah, this this symbol here. Does it actually mean anything? Well, it, it doesn't. You just put it on there because all the other tombs have it there. Huh. Well, I'm just going to have to keep keep asking until I find the first two with that symbol. And then finally he says, oh, I just thought it was pretty. <laughs> the skeleton's flesh. While you sense the attack is not imminent, you're certain, you're certain the gruesome guardian is not about to let you proceed any further. Well, I've got to get past it to go to just about the only part in this tomb I haven't been to yet. Time to attack the armoured skeleton. You watch at the armoured skeleton. And the undead menace, his fleshless fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of his rusted sword, hisses wildly as it moves to intercept your attack. An aura of shadows surrounds your bone foe. I am facing a tomb guardian. Well, another tomb guardian. Oh. Your weapon is ineffective? Well, that's no good. Maybe I can entangle it. It's got an anti-magic aura. Hmm. 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 The enemy's... Skeleton Garden hisses wildly and attacks. And your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow. Oh, hmm. No, no, I'm not supposed to face this now. Skeleton Guardian hisses wildly and attacks. Narrowly dodging the deadly swipe of the Skeleton Guardian's rusted blade, you stumble back north along the corridor. Much to relief, your undead foe seems to take no interest in pursuing you. As you move quickly away, the armoured skeleton resumes its silent vigil before the arch. Okay, so I've got to do something. Okay. So I'm going to do something that will make it so that the... So the Crypt Skeleton Guard. Skeleton Crypt Guard, yep. Take that down. 9 XP, terrible loot, 6 gold. Oh, yep. Hmm, where could it be? I mean, I thought a few... Here's another skeletal quick guard. Will they drop something? No, just regular loot so far. Hmm. Maybe if I put the lever in the middle. Okay, now I'm going to try to... Another skeletal quick guard. Bash that. 9 XP. Terrible loot. Now I'm going to have another go at the Tomb Guardian. Just going to heal myself first. 
Okay, fortunately, it's just been waiting there. Tap the armoured skeleton. And all shadows around your bone flow. Oh dear, flee, flee, flee. Light to banish dark. Hmm. Skeletal crit guard. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I've got... Okay, 9 XP, terrible loot. I've got leather greaves and a chain belt. Oh, oh I can't. Oh, I've, I've got too much stuff. I guess, well, fortunately, this is a tomb accessible from the map, so I should be able to sell it. But more than 8 gold, I've also got a suddenly. You suddenly spot something around the neck of the slain skeleton. A closer examination reveals the object to be a diamond-shaped amulet attached to a silver chain. One side of the flat amulet bears an carving of the moon. The other side is engraved with the likeness of the sun. Believing the amulet may prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. With the amulet now in hand, you once again set off along the corridor. Moon and sun amulet. Well, this will probably help... help with this will probably help get open this dungeon in some way this diamond shaped shaped stone amulet bears the kind of moon on one side and an engraved likeness of the sun on the other the amulet is attached to a silver chain but first i'm going to leave this tomb and sell off my excess gear. I'll pause while I do that. Okay, I'm back in the tomb. And my bags have room for more loot. For from another skeletal quick guard. Alright, 9 XP. 12 gold. Terrible loot that time. Okay. I'm going to pull the lever to the left. Now I'm going to go to the southeast corner because I have the suspicion that this amulet I just got will help with this. Open the stone door. Small chamber. You're standing. You're standing in a small chamber at the end of the back blanket. An eight stone pedestal atop which west the shadow basin stands in the centre of the womb. A likeness of the sun has been engraved on the tip lip of the basin. Okay, now where is that amulet? Neck, moon and sun amulet. Going to give that a use. Holding the stone amulet by a silver chain, you dip the diamond-shaped pendant into the clear water that fills the basin. The water in the basin immediately begins to shimmer. It's shimmering brightly. Okay, and now I'm going to pull the lever to the right. And then I can explore the northeastern. Northeastern corner. You're standing at the end of the passage, before a large stone door. The towering portal, its dark grey surface covered with engraved Ardivarian symbols, is closed. A round iron wing affixed to the white side of the slab appears to be the latch by which the door could be pulled open. Open the stone door. 
The moment your hand closes around the hatch, the stone door swings open, revealing the small chamber it had been concealing. Step into the small chamber. You're standing in a small chamber at the end of the passage, on an eight stone pedestal, atop which Western shallow basin stands in the centre of the womb. A likeness of the moon has been engraved on the lip of the screen. Clear water fills the shallow basin. Use the sun and moon amulet again. Holding the stone amulet by a silver chain, you dip the diamond-shaped amulet into the clear water that, that fills the basin. The water in the basin immediately begins to shimmer. Okay, another skeletal equipped guard. Some tear up, 9 XP, mediocre loot. And an entire gold token. Woo! <laughs> Yay, gold. It's shiny. Okay, here it is. Here's that tomb guardian again. Attack the armoured skeleton. An aura of shadow surrounds your bone foe. This is loudly as it moves to intercept your attack. Hmm, it's still ineffective. No, no, let's see. Light to banish dark. So really, I want the sun one to be shining, okay? Pull to the left. Alright, and then open the stone door. Step into the small chamber. Sun and moon amulet again. Shimmers. Water filling the basin shimmers brightly. Okay, now. Alright, this, once again, I'm going to fight that skeleton. Alright, you know, right, this should work. Attack the armoured skeleton. Oh, what? An aura of shadow again? Oh, oh, oh. Well, it, it's not immune anymore. The skeletal guardian hisses wildly and attacks. It smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 26 damage. Yes, but it's, even though it's a free plus, now vulnerable, it can still do damage. Not, not very much, mind, because it's a three plus. And it specials 22 from that one. Another devastating blow aren't that common. 27 from a devastating blow. And now it is slain. Finally. Finally brought it down. Took me quite, took me longer to solve that puzzle than it probably should have. I mean, the clues were all there. 135 experience. You step back from the remains of the armoured skeleton and exhale sharply. Suddenly, you watch in horror as the armoured skeleton draws its... So back together and rises to confront you. His splintered bones fully mended before, before, it, before it takes its first menacing step in your direction. A pale order of light now surrounds the undead guardian. So now I need dark to banish the light. Okay, which means I'm going to pull this lever to the right. And then go into the northeastern corner and activate the moon fountain. 
Step into the chamber. The likeness of the moon has been engraved upon the lip. Lip of the basin. Okay, use the sun and moon amulet. Begins to shimmer. Leave the chamber. Okay, okay, Mr. Skeleton. I can get you now. Attack the armoured skeleton. Hissing while you again rush at the armoured skeleton, determined to put your undead foe on the defensive. Hissing wildly, the fleshless tomb guardian steps forward to meet your assault, its rusted blade poised to strike. A faint aura of light surrounds your bone foe. Now, I don't really get why would you build a tomb and then put a guardian in it who's normally invincible but then, but then designed something in the tomb that makes it vincible if they follow the clues that you dust wit down in your tomb. It's like they almost want to be wobbed, but they want they want to be wobbed by someone who takes a bit of effort, just a bit of effort. They don't they don't want it to be. They don't mind being wobbed. But they want they want the robbers to be committed to it. They want the robbers to have to have done some work, not just, you know, got some shovels or a JCB and it's went, yep, all mine. Or or you know, dynamited the doors open. Cause don't do that. Do not dynamite the doors of tombs open. Because usually there's really cool stuff on the doors. And also, the dead people probably don't like that. I don't know, I've never spoken to any dead people. Maybe they really enjoy it. Maybe it's the highlight of their own life. Tomb Guardian. Anyway, here we are, facing the Tomb Guardian. It's vulnerable again. Devastating blow, 24 damage. Hisses wildly as it attacks. It's like, oh, why am I mortal again? Ah, I don't like it. Oh, so angry being mortal. It's what it's saying, but it's saying it in skeleton, which is like this. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't speak skeleton. <laughs> or if I do, if I speak it, I don't know I speak it because only my bones speak it. And my tongue doesn't. It hisses wildly. And is slain. Another 135 experience. You step back from the remains of the armoured skeleton. And exhale it sharp. And exhale sharply. Wary that the undead guardian of this ancient tomb may again rise. You warily draw yourself into a defensive stance. As your eyes scour the heap of bones for any sign of movement. After nearly a minute, you, you thankfully conclude that the skeleton is gone for good. Yay! A quick search of the skeleton's remains turns up only his rusted blade and a curious fragment of raven bone in the shape of a seven-pointed star. Alright, I've also, the rusted sword is inferior. But it is unique. This is the rusted sword you took from amongst the remains of the 
of the skeleton garden in the in the crumbling tomb of the old north wood. This weapon is of inferior quality. So I'm going to take it so it can just be added to my pile of unique weapons. Because I'm just like that. Just take it. You immediately take possession of the Ravenbone Star view. This small piece of Ravenbone has been carved into the shape of a seven-pointed star. You discovered the curious object amidst the remains of the armoured skeleton. You defeated in the crumbling tomb in the, in, old, in the old north wood. At last, certain you haven't overlooked anything, you check over your equipment and once again prepare to set off through the tomb. Okay, what's there's an outcome to the east, what's there? You're standing in a small womb just to the east of the tomb's main passage. A lone stone chest, its lid adorned with the nightmarish engraving depicting the scowling face of a bearded man, rests on a waved slab against the far wall. As you approach the chest, an aura shadow appears around the grand box. Much to your surprise, there doesn't appear to be any readily available way to open the chest. Or shadow, then I shall banish it with light. Get to that lever, pull it to the left, southeast corner, do 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 do, open the door into the chamber, sun and moon amulet begins to shimmer, leave the chamber. Okay, I'm going back there now. Doop doop doop. Yes, you're standing. As you approach the chest, its weighty lid trembles for several moments, then flies open. Now, hmm, I'm, I'm thinking it's 50-50. This, this, this chest will either contain a treasure or a skeleton, and then treasure. Slowly, your every sense on edge, you move up and peer into the open chest. The boss of the chest... Lying atop an oil-soaked square of cloth, you discover an ornate, fang-shaped dagger. The weapon, its hilt adorned with an engraved rose, and its pommel set with two glittering sapphires, precisely matches the description given you to by Marco at the outset of your mission. You attempt to retrieve the dagger, but your hand is instantly repelled by a powerful, invisible force. Okay, so I guess it's time to put that stone in the westernmost part. I mean, they have put a lot of defences on that dagger. I mean, you have to solve the puzzle twice to get past the skeleton, and you have to do another puzzle just to open the chest. And now I have to solve another thing to get into the chest. Okay, on the western side, to the right of the engraving, a small impression in the shape of a seven-pointed star is set into the floor. Time to use that raven bone star. Use. You insert the raven bone star into the impression. She's a perfect fit. Suddenly, the sound of stone grating on stone fills the alcove. It's the engraved 
dagger slowly rotates so its hilt is now pointed towards the carved hand. Okay, if I use the Ravenbone Star again. Blade is now pointed. Alright, oh, no, I want the hilt pointed. Okay, let's see. What about these alcoves here? Depicts a hand clutching a rose. Depicts a hand clutching a dagger. Now, what do I do with these tombs? Hmm. Now, I think, I think I can get the dagger now. Peer into the chest. Okay. The bottom of the chest, lying atop an all-soaked square of cloth, is the fang-shaped dagger. Hmm. I guess that oil-soaked cloth was some sort of conservation. The weapon is hilt-adorned with an engraved rose, and its plummel set with glittering sapphires precisely matches the description given to you by Marple at the outset of your mission. Rose, dagger, hmm, it's like those two tombs we get. Two sarcophaguses. Reach down into the chest and retrieve the dagger. It's a fang-shaped dagger. After spending several moments examining the remarkable weapon, you reach, you prepare to set off and make your way out of the crypt. View. It's a fang-shaped dagger. The hilt of this fang-shaped dagger is adorned with engraved woes. Two glittering sapphires are set into the weapon's rounded pommel. This weapon is of unmatched quality. So it's not magical, oddly enough. It's just really, really well made. And probably very, very, very expensive. Suddenly. The fang-shaped dagger suddenly begins to tremble. In the next instant, the, quiver the quivering dagger suddenly flies out of your hand. The deadly sharp weapon, moving as if brandished by an invisible hand, stabs at you with a flurry of furious strokes. Oh, come on! After all that effort I went through to get it, it now wants to stab me! Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility, 20 from unarmed combat, 10 from body. Gonna get 75 or more? Well, I'm gonna get stabbed probably several times. Pick now. 117 success. You nimbly dodge the deadly thrusts and immediately find yourself locked in a fierce battle against the hovering dagger. Oh, I'm fighting a, I'm fighting a levitating weapon again, just like I did, just like I did in that column off Parkour, where I fought a sword. Look, you silly dagger! I fought a sword, and you're smaller than a sword. And you have less, and well, you're smaller. Actually, your melee rating's the same. So anyway, I'm not that. I'm not particularly intimidated. Begin combat. I have a shield. You could just, you could just go clunk, clunk, clunk against my glittering eye shield. The fang-shaped dagger stabs at you. Brutal stroke for eleven damage. Okay, what was this whole tomb really designed 
dust to keep the dagger sealed up? I guess so. Maybe. Maybe it was just a trick for two robbers. Like, make all this big puzzly stuff. And then they solve the puzzle, and a dagger comes out and stabs them. <laughs> yeah, that is the sort of thing that people, that tomb diggers would do. Because if there's one thing they hate, it's people who rob tombs. Yeah, except sometimes the people who build the tombs are the people who rob the tombs. Because really, they know all the traps. They know exactly where the tombs are. And they know, ex and they know exactly, exactly what's in the tomb. And they can probably have a and probably know the sort of people who would buy the stuff stuff back without asking too many questions. Or, you know, just in the case of this gold and stuff, you know, they know the people who can melt it down. Keep stabbing, and it's slain. I mean, that's the whole... The tomb builders robbed the tombs kept happening in ancient Egypt, even after they stopped building a giant pyramid over the tombs, which is pretty much saying, having a big flashing neon sign saying, Dead people's treasure! Please do not steal! That is me! Yeah, people aren't going to listen to that when society is collapsed. Again. Six speed, the fang-shaped dagger lies, lands at your feet. It trembles for several seconds, clattering against the cold stone before becoming still. Believing that whatever devilry possessed the blade is now gone, you'll promptly take retake possession of the blade. I mean, that's... I'm, I'm being awfully confident about that, because if I was a... Stabby, a magical, floating, flying, stabby dagger. I would trick someone into thinking they defeated me and then just wait until they go to sleep and then stab, 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 Eager to move on, make your way out of the tomb. You prepare to set off along the corridor. Suddenly, you've taken only a few steps along the passage when the fang-shaped dagger again begins to tremble. Oh, you naughty dagger! With, with your pulse racing, you endeavour to prevent the weapon from leaving your grip. But thankfully... The effort proves unnecessary. As if quivering for a few moments, the dagger becomes still. Oh, you're just waiting. You're just waiting for the right time. Or maybe it's not me you're particularly interested in stabbing. Maybe you want to stab whoever, I, whoever it is I'm going to end up delivering this to. I mean, well... Maybe, maybe I should just, you know, wrap you up really tight. 
really, really tight in something nice and soft. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just, just put, 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 put a, put lots of, put, put, have, put a Nerf, put, wrap you in Nerf darts, something like that, or whatever the equivalent is. I don't know. Maybe just put you in a load of wool. Wool's nice and soft. Put you in a bag. Put you in a bag filled with wool. And then you'd be like, poof, 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 poof. I'm trying to stab you. But I'm in a bag filled with wool. And so I'm just pooping you. This is so annoying, says the dagger. But you can't hear it because that it can't talk. Somewhat confident that you have likely nothing to fear by retaining the dagger. You text tuck it safely amongst your other belongings before stepping out of the alc setting out of the passage. Oh dear. Yep. Okay, there we are. Okay, so I've 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 done the western side, done the southeastern side, and then so done the southeast, northeast, middle. Okay, now just these little alcoves in the northwest and southwest. What's in the northwest? A large engraving of a dagger dominates the centre of this section of the passage. A short verse has been carved along the blade of this engraved dagger. Now, I'm just going to try using the dagger here. Now, where where is it? Is it in my list here, or did I put it? No, I'm going to have to pause while I look for the actual. Okay, it looks like you can't do anything with these, with these sarcophaguses, which I guess is an interesting change. So sarcophaguses in a tomb that don't fly open and have the undead person try to kill you. But, I guess that's a surprise. But the description has changed. And on the north one it says, An engraving on the lid of the burial vessel depicts a hand clutching a wilted rose. And then if I go to the southwest one, it says, An engraving on the lid of the burial chamber depicts an empty hand. It was previously clutching a knife. And they've changed because I took the knife. Now to leave the tomb. You emerge from the tomb and immediately set off through the forest, determined to make your way back to the Copper Hilt Lodge, with the object of your mission now in hand. Your trek from the old Northwood to the Copper Hilt Lodge is as long and perilous as you dreaded. Thankfully, however, the journey proves uneventful. And you arrive at the lodge no worse for wear. Thrilled at the prospect of a hot meal and a well-deserved rest. Marple Sparks will be presenting with a dagger and welcomes you back to the guild hall. After examining the weapon, he places it into a wooden box and immediately hands you a bag filled with gold. Took that's 2,500 gold. The collateral... And your payment, he says as his smile fades. Well done, Zoop. 
I hope I hope your example is not lost on the others hunting haunting this hall. Most of them could stand to learn something from you. Marple does not inquire about your expedition to recover the dagger, and, as you readily discover, he seems to take little interest in the few bits of your adventure you decide to relate him. Well, the important thing is that we have now we now have what we've been paid to acquire, he says, unabashedly interrupting your account of the battle with the armoured tomb guardian. The dagger is known as the third fang. I don't know what it could mean, other than there must be two other fangs. One can only presume, of course. I mean, I mean we have the option of getting them, but I wouldn't say it's a loose end. I mean, it's just an option. I mean, this is this isn't. I mean, if this was a major quest item, then yeah, you would expect the other. But this is just someone's just kind of get this thing and you get the thing. It's not. It's not like you need it to defeat an ancient evil or anything. Realizing that Marpo is eager to return to whatever is comm- commanding his attention in the book spread out before him, you bid him farewell. He again thanks you and says he may have another mission suited to your talents. Taking your leave of Marple, you move across the crowded hall, oblivious to the incessant din echoing throughout the go- about the lodge and up to an empty table near the fire. You've only just taken a seat when your eyes catch sight of something that gives you a start. Standing by the door, his face indiscernible at a distance, is a green-clad man who is unmistakably staring in your direction. Before you can endeavour to gain a better view of your observer, a fellow lodge member, each of his hands clutching frothing tankards, stumbles past, blocking your view of the stranger. Moment, moments later, when your line of sight is again clear, there is no longer any sign of the man in green. Thinking that perhaps your untold wariness brought on by your recent travels is playing tricks on your mind, you decide to stretch your feet out towards the fire and give the matter no further thought. This finishes the adventure with 1,024 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Now, there's a... There's a new adventure in the main part called Waylayers, Waylayers, which I think I'll do soon. Taskmaster Marple also has adventures called What Lurks Beneath. So that's two new adventures unlocked in the Copper Hilt Lodge. And I guess those will be for next time. But first, I'm going to show the Gonna go and show show off some of the things we've got at the lodge. Allow Vuria to examine your item. Vuria takes a look for your belongings and expresses an interest in the following items. The Sun and Moon Amulet and the Wave and Bone Star. Alright, I don't think there's anything more I can do with those. So I'll go and sell them off. Vuria tells you she'll take pay two adventure tokens for the amulet. There we are. Thank you, Zoop. Two adventure tokens. She's, thank you, Zoop, she says, smiling. I've got something 
in mind for the piece. Okay. Guess I look at your items. Waven Bone Star for two adventure tokens. Thank you, Zoop. I know just what to do with this little oddity. It's quite nice. I now have 126 adventurer tokens. So now I can save. And so next time, we'll be doing those new quests that have unlocked. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.